Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On January 1st, we celebrated one of the twelve major feasts of the Church, the circumcision of our Lord Jesus Christ together. And on that day, we were reminded that our Lord, on the eighth day of His life, was circumcised according to the law. Remember, circumcision was the means by which and God ordered this, that one would enter into covenant with God in the Old Covenant. If you remember from that day, we also remembered that when a child on their eighth day was circumcised in the temple, it was that same day that they were given their name. They were given their identity. And our Lord, obediently to the message of an angel and spoken by Joseph, was given the name at his circumcision, Yeshua, which is Aramaic for Joshua, translated into Greek and Latin, we've come to Jesus. But the name given to him that day was Yeshua, Joshua. And remember who Joshua was. He was chosen by God to lead God's people through the waters of the Jordan River to the promised land, delivering them out of their journey from oppression and in the wilderness. This brings us to our gospel reading today. Today, our Lord, having fulfilled the means by which one would come into the covenant, the old covenant with God, through his own circumcision, he now inaugurates the new means by which one would come into covenant with God by his baptism. And today we rejoice in the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ because it is the baptism of us all. And we want to look today at two wonderful truths that are revealed to us in the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ that speaks of what he has done for us through those waters and also what he's done for us through our own baptism in them. First, I want to speak to the Jordan River, the waters themselves. When Joshua led God's people to the Jordan River, and we have this account in Joshua in chapter 3, we're told that the river was beyond its banks, and it was normal at that time during the harvest season. That also meant that it was near or impossible for people to cross at that stage because there's flood stages. And listen to the commandment that God gave Joshua. He said, have the priests go ahead of the people into the Jordan bearing the Ark of the Covenant. And when the people see the priests and the Ark enter into the waters, let the people follow them. And when the priest bearing the Ark just set their foot in the Jordan, the waters from upstream stood still. And the path was opened for the people to follow and to cross the Jordan River into the promised land. Today, Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus comes to the Jordan River, the same Jordan River. Remember, the priests were told to go before the people bearing the ark of the presence of God. And when the priest bearing the ark stepped in the water, it made way for people to follow into the promised land. And today, he who is the deliverer, he who is the fulfillment of the priesthood, who is our great high priest, 
He who was and is the God of presence in the Ark of the Covenant again enters into the waters of the Jordan, the same Jordan River, just as on that day in Joshua chapter 3. And by his baptism, the waters of the Jordan River are held up, if you will, that though through those waters, you and I and every soul may follow and pass through, may be united to the Holy Trinity, filled with divine power, with the Holy Spirit, that we may pass through following Christ into the promised land, into the return to the paradise of God. We always note the truth. Jesus needed no circumcision and Jesus needed no baptism. But the waters needed the word of God. And we needed, we needed Yeshua to enter into those waters. His presence in the waters made the waters holy for all time. Set aside as a great sacrament for us for his holy use to wash the soul of mankind clean, to cast out from the soul the oppressor, to deliver the soul to Christ and into the bountiful experience of his glorious kingdom. You know, the prayers of the blessing of the waters at the Paschal Vigil, they speak all of these truths that I'm telling you. When those waters are blessed, let me share with you just part of the prayers that bless the waters for baptism every year. May Christ, by the secret mingling of His divine power, make fruitful this water, prepared for the regeneration of mankind. Far hence, O Lord, at Thy command, let every unclean spirit depart. May this holy and undefiled creature be free from every assault of the enemy and purified by the departure of all iniquity. May it be a living fountain, water that doth regenerate, a purifying stream that all who shall be washed in this labor of salvation may by the operation of the Holy Ghost within them obtain the grace of perfect purification. Only possible the blessing of those waters, baptism, the mighty work of God for the salvation of souls. Only possible because Christ our God and our deliverer entered the waters of the Jordan River as priest and presence of God to purify the waters and thereby us so that we may pass through them having a way to paradise. These things, I keep, every time I even think of these things, they are too wonderful, the extreme work of God for the salvation of every soul out of His boundless love for us. The second thing for us to look at is this in Christ's baptism today. And that's the Father's declaration of the identity of Jesus Christ at His baptism. As we said before, just as at circumcision, the father of the child grants the name which gives the identity of the child at the circumcision, so too the Heavenly Father declares the identity of the Son to all right there at His baptism. When Christ entered into those waters of the Jordan and was baptized, we're told in our Gospel reading, that the heavens opened up and the voice of the Father spoke forth saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And I tell you that when every soul, yours and mine, every soul is baptized and passes through the waters of baptism, 
Our old identity of fallenness and shame is put to death in Christ's death. And as we come out of those waters, God the Father announces a new identity. He says, you are my sons and you are my daughters, children of the resurrection. It is when in the parable of the prodigal son, you might think of it this way. When the son who was lost and near death returns in great humility, the father sees him coming and runs out to him upon his return. Remember what it says? He put on him a number of things. But one of the things was he put the ring on his finger. Never forget what the ring was. The ring was the standard of family identity and belonging. Anyone that had that ring knew they were entirely a part of that household and that family. It was expressed the fullness of the identity of the son as a son of the father, entitled to all that the father had, and that's what was granted to him again. And this is what is granted to us again. It's as if the Lord puts the ring on our fingers, declaring who we are in him and because of him. Listen to some of the wondrous words from St. Hippolytus on the identity being granted at Christ's baptism. Because what we see is our identity. It says, for this reason did the Father send down the Holy Spirit from heaven upon the one who was baptized. For what reason? That the faithfulness of the Father's voice may be made known. Listen to the Father's voice. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This is He who is named the Son of Joseph who according to the divine essence is my only begotten. This is my beloved son. Yes, none other than the one who himself becomes hungry, feeds countless numbers. He is my son who himself becomes weary, yet gives rest to the weary. He has no place to lay his head, yet bears up all things in his hand. He suffers, yet heals suffering. He is beaten, yet confers liberty upon the world. He is pierced at his side, yet repairs the side of Adam. This is the identity. This is who Christ is. And I tell you this day, the nature and the identity of Christ, just as he was baptized, is conferred to each one of us that we may participate in that same divine nature in Christ, having passed through those waters that he entered into for us. And we now have become the recipients of such an inheritance. By our salvation, we become for all like Christ. We are those, my friends, who are gifted and graced to feed those who hunger. We are the vessels through which Christ ministers his peace and his rest to others. We are earthen vessels of healing and relief in times when one another is suffering. And we are vessels through which Christ uses to repair the fallenness of Adam in one another. In the community of the faith of the love of Jesus Christ. The question we have this day, considering that identity that's been bestowed upon us by our baptism is will we truly press forward to begin and grow to live from who we truly have been remade to be by Christ?
Will we begin to live before God from our newly granted identity, this incredible wonder that's been bestowed upon us? And will we live from and further into the Father and the identity the Father's granted us through His Son by the power of the Holy Spirit? We have got to know by God the Father's declaration who we are and our true identity. We must know to whom we truly belong, what household. Because today Christ is baptized for this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.